Proverbs, the 29th chapter. On Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, we released a proverb to the world and a commentary accompanying it that I want to read to you this morning and let it set the stage for what we consider from Romans chapter 12 today. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 10. The bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. In those few words are a lesson for us today, especially the second half of that verse. Let's consider the first half for a moment. Most churches are not told that there is a war that they're in that involves bloodletting and has involved bloodletting for the 6,000 year history of this earth and will most likely have some bloodletting in it again. The bloodthirsty. You don't have to look any farther than Genesis chapter 4 to find the first bloodletting in the Bible and the first bloodthirsty man. And that bloodthirsty man was a worshiper of the Lord. It was Cain. And he brought an offering from his line of work, that is, the fruit of the field instead of the fruit of the flock. And he brought it to the Lord, and he brought it to the right place, and he brought it to the right time. But the Lord didn't accept his offering because it wasn't the right kind of an offering. Abel brought of the fruit and fat of his flock. And the Lord accepted both Abel's offering and Abel. And when Cain saw that his offering wasn't accepted and he wasn't accepted, rather than humbling himself and repenting, he killed his brother. And the Bible tells us he did it under the influence of the devil himself. And all the children of wrath are influenced by that devil. And you can trace from Genesis chapter 4 right down to Matthew chapter 4 where the devil sought to destroy the Lord Jesus Christ into the gospel accounts of our Lord's crucifixion and how the wicked are bloodthirsty and they hate the upright. The bloodthirsty hate the upright. If you take a stand for the righteousness of the Bible, I don't mean the righteousness of what this nation thinks is righteous or what some denomination today you might think is righteous, but if you take a stand for what the Bible teaches, you'll find out how bloodthirsty this world actually is. Because they'll be thirsting for your blood. They hate righteousness and they hate those who are upright. And we're in a war. And whose side are you on? Who is on the Lord's side? I had a little girl come up to me this morning and tell me that her favorite song was 587 in the red hymnal, who was on the Lord's side. Because we're in a war. And we need to be ready for that war, but we need to relish that war. God's chosen us to be on His side. We're in a very small minority against the large majority, but who cares? We win in the end. And we want to win every day by living a life that contends with them and adorns the gospel of our Savior. But notice the second half of the verse. The first half describes the conflict and the war and how they hate us, though they talk about love all the time and they make references to Jesus and Christianity, though they don't have the foggiest concept or clue of any aspect of either. They don't know anything about the love of Jesus. Jesus loved righteousness and hated wickedness. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the God of heaven that hates the foolish and the wicked, and they'll not stand in His sight. And they want to quote about the love of Jesus. Anyone that stands up against 
the Supreme Court decision that was made this past week and say that the Bible teaches something different. They accuse us of hate crimes and all sorts of things when the greatest hate right now in this country is hatred of Bible believers like you and me. The bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. His soul is the soul of the upright, and the just seek his soul. We have come into this place today to encourage ourselves with one another and to band together as a band of brothers, military brothers, in a military campaign for the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom against the kingdom of this world and of the devil. And we want to seek the souls of one another. We don't just come in here, this is not a Catholic assembly, where you come in, warm a little bit of foam rubber, watch a charade that takes exactly 59 minutes and 30 seconds in front of you, where you get down on a prayer kneeling uh, board and pretend that you're praying, and you come forward and have some priest stick God in your mouth. We're not like the Catholics. We come into an assembly not to watch a charade. We come into an assembly not only to hear preaching and not even primarily to hear preaching. We come into an assembly to consider one another and to provoke one another to love and to good works so that we keep up fighting as a whole band of soldiers together against the onslaughts of the devil, the world, and our flesh. That is the just seek his soul, the soul of the upright. Every upright man in here, when he comes into the inside these four walls, should find a place of refuge, a place of comfort, a place of strengthening, a place of encouragement, so that we provoke each other and strengthen each other and help each other to go out and fight the battle that we need to be fighting every day of our lives. The just seek his soul. We don't come here just to seek the Lord. We come here to seek the Lord's. If we come here loving the Lord, we want to leave loving those that are the Lord's. If any man loves the Lord, he's going to love those that are the children of the Lord. If you love God, you're going to love God's children. And if you care about the battle and the war that's going on, then we want to encourage each other. We want to encourage the dads that are fathers to take a stand and to hold against the wicked. We want to help the wives be submissive and reverent wives against all the temptations of the evil. We want to encourage our youth and our children to obey their parents against the frivolous and disobedient generation in which we live. All of this takes place in here because we need each other. Alone will depart from the living God, according to Proverbs chapter, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. And so we're supposed to exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. We're in a war. I love this verse. I'm so thankful that the Lord has shown us the war. We can see it in the pages of Scripture. We've seen it in our lives. We've been accused of all kinds of things by little people that don't know anything about the Bible. And they've blown out of here and they've gone and served all sorts of different religions from our presence. And we want to be faithful to what God has called us to believe and what God has shown us from His Word. We want to stand for it. And we don't care if they're bloodthirsty. We have martyrs under the throne of God that are our fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters in the faith that would not back down or compromise at all their convictions about what God had shown them from Scripture and they gave their lives for it. Their blood was let. There's bloodthirsty. And if the world could get rid of us today, they would get rid of us. If they could pass a law to exterminate everyone that stands against the sodomites of this nation, they would. Right. right now we have the liberty 
to broadcast what the Lord has taught us from His Word. And so we do it around the world in all as many countries as Google and Facebook can reach. We want them to know the bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. Facebook tried to reject this proverb and commentary on Friday evening. They relented on Saturday morning with a little bit of encouragement about a budget that was going to be withdrawn if they did not post what we gave them to post. And so it was promoted to our 180,000 Facebook subscribers, and it was sent out to our proverb subscribers. And we trust that the Lord will use it to encourage the hearts of many. The way I want it to encourage us today is that we're in a war. Every time we do what is right, we're fighting that war. Every time that we do what is wrong, according to God's word, then we're on the other side. We're treasonous and we're traitors. And we're helping the enemy against the Lord's kingdom. But what we want to really get today is that second half, the just seek his soul. We want to seek the prosperity of his soul. We want to seek the strength of his soul. We want to seek the friendship of his soul. We want to band together and help one another. We want to, in love, serve one another in every way that we possibly can to strengthen us as a group. We want to compact ourselves together so that it is a fit, tight, fighting body, as Ephesians chapter 4 would describe it. Lord, help us to that end. I hope that you are aware of the war. I hope that you're willing to fight. I hope that you're at least as brave and manly and as full of testosterone as a little girl that came to me this morning. Right. Who is on the Lord's side? Hey, let's find every, every other one that is on the Lord's side and seek his soul and the strength of his soul and the encouragement of his soul. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us and help us. We're thankful that you have called us and chosen us to be on your side. Now help us to help all those that are on your side. Here and abroad, we encourage many around the world from all sorts of countries and all sorts of colors and all sorts of nations and cultures. We encourage them that there's somebody that wants to fight the war, and so it encourages them to fight as well. Let us pray. O Lord our God, how great is thy name. In all the earth, great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. O Lord our God, we thank Thee, and we humble ourselves before Thee that Thou hast chosen us out of this world to be Your children, and to hold fast the faithful doctrine that You have given to Your prophets and apostles, and to the Lord Jesus Christ that we might worship Thee according to the due order and the doctrine which is according to godliness. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father. If it were not for Your grace, if it were not for You apprehending us, we would be running as fast as the rest of them against Thee and for the prince of the power of the air, the children, the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. Heavenly Father, O Lord God, This day we humble ourselves before Thee and we pray that whatever dissimulation is in our lives, whatever pretensions of loving Thee, whatever hypocrisy is there, that You would burn it away by the fire and heat of Your Word and Your Spirit. Heavenly Father, sanctify us this day and consecrate us unto Thee. We cannot gird on our swords and go through the camp and destroy every man his brother and every man his companion and friend 
as the 3,000 that joined Moses in Exodus 32 did. But Heavenly Father, we want you to consecrate us this day by purifying our hearts and minds that we will be wholly committed to this warfare. That we will love Thee and the things that You love and Your kingdom and every citizen in it. And that we will hate the things that You hate. And we will hate the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of this world and the things of this world and those that oppose Thee. Heavenly Father, fit us for the battle. And we fear and we confess that so often we find the battle in our own flesh. And Lord, help us to draw our swords and to mortify the deeds of the flesh. Let us put to death and cut off even the opportunities of sin and those sins that easily beset us. And Heavenly Father, let us put to death and mortify our flesh that we might be holy, thine, holy saints, walking in holiness and righteousness all the days of our lives, and that we might teach the same to our children, that they in turn might teach it to the generation to come. We confess our sins, Heavenly Father, that we have not been as faithful, that we have not been as fervent, and that we have not been as ferocious as we should have been for righteousness' sake. Teach us this day to abhor, to loathe, to hate, and to despise that which is evil, and to love, and to cleave, and to stick to that which is good. Heavenly Father, and help us to love one another and stir each other up in the most holy faith that we will go out of this place fit for the battle, and that we will put down our flesh and put off the old man and put on the new, which is created after the image of the Lord Jesus Christ in righteousness and true holiness. O Lord God, have mercy upon us. Have mercy also upon every assembly of saints and upon their servants. Preserve this nation that we might continue to do what we have been doing and that we will do it yet better. And we pray for those sheep that are scattered abroad that have no shepherd. They have the Lord Jesus Christ and we pray that he will gather them together as young lambs in his arms and tenderly care for them and lead them beside the still waters and take them to green pastures that they might be fed by the great bishop of our souls. O Lord, let our worship this day be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Our trust is in thee. We look nowhere else. We love thee with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And whatever competes with that in our lives, show it to us that we might root it out and destroy it and consecrate ourselves to thee this day Mm -hmm. to be wholly thine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.